Warning, the following program contains some language which may be offensive to some listeners and or inappropriate for children. The content within this program is intended for mature audience only. Listener discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, the Fourth Kind Podcast. Once again, uh, we're here with uh, Curious George, a.k.a. El Papa Chango Part 2. Uh, Danny B in the house, Janet B in the house. And uh, let's do this. George, uh, what's going on? Not much, man. Just chilling at home. You know what I'm saying? Just uh, looking forward to uh, continuing to have a conversation with y'all. You're, you're, Glad to be here again. You're in Merced? Yeah, currently live in Merced. Mm, is there a curfew right now over there? Uh, you know, that's a good question. Uh, I'm not sure. I wasn't. I didn't really pay attention to what counties, but I... I think so, right? I think the only counties is San Mateo County and San Francisco and probably two more, two other, a few more counties that don't have curfew out in like Yosemite or out more in the country areas, you know? But I think we, I think there is a curfew here. Yeah, from what I understood, as far as, um, what, what they put out that the curfew was gonna, was gonna be implied to all of the uh, counties in the purple tier, um, which is about 95%. I Everybody. think the only, con- the only, Counties that are not in purple are like maybe Mendocino and I think like Death Valley mm-hmm. or whatever that whatever that county is. Um, but other than that, like pretty much everybody had curfew, and it's funny, George, because that's the first thing I I wanted to ask you. Do you like yesterday in SoCal, specifically in in Orange County and in Huntington Beach, there were uh, protests against um, against the curfew. And, you know, they're calling for Newsom's head. You know, they're telling him to resign. And uh, I know in Orange County, they were even, like, burning masks. Like, that was their thing. They were, like, in, in sign of defiance and stuff. They were burning masks. Um, and my thing is, I, um, the people who are organizing these protests and the people who are organizing these uprisings, quote-unquote, is people who do not understand what it means to be oppressed. I feel like these people have been, um, they, they, they've been the oppressor so long that anytime anything inconvenient, uh, that inconvenience them, they feel like it, this is like sign of oppression and they don't know how to react. And so I want to know your, um, your, your perspective of this situation with, with these people like wanting to define curfew and burning masks and stuff because they turn a health issue into a political issue. Yeah, I mean, it's like I think I think we we uh, talked about this last week. You know, this whole situation has been politicized, right? Right. And uh, that that hasn't helped, kind of, you know, curve or flatten this fucking virus, right? So, um, you know, there's so many angles to really look at this. Uh, of course, for me, 
one of the first things I always got to look through, through, like when I do my own analysis or of situations that are happening is, uh, you know, cultural context, right? Who, who, what's the dominant voice and, and why, right? In this case, it's mostly like white people, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, so, you know, I have to start with that. Now, the other angle is, you know, in a sense, like we're on the same page in terms of like government overreach, right? They're, 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 um, you know, their, their arguments is like, is the government, you know, we shouldn't let the government really get disinvolved and tell us how to live lives, right? Which, you know, on the, on the one hand, many of us would agree with that, right? <laughs> like, you know, government, we're, you know, I'm anti-government in so many different ways. Yeah. Also, I know that there is a place for government as well. Right. And, and so, and so that's when it gets complicated. But, um, you know, to be, for me, my stand right now on all of that is, well, one, no one likes curfew. I, you know, I, for one, don't want the government forcing me to do because I think what they don't realize is that these kind of everything that is happening truly affects black or brown people, right? If there's mm. a curfew, guess who's going to affect really, you know, what people are going to be affected by Cause we're already harassed as it is for a variety of reasons, right? right. If we're out on the streets and there's, and there's a curfew, we're going to get harassed more than a white person getting, you know, pulled over or getting cited for a curfew, right? The experiences we're going to have are going to be different. We're the ones that really should be like worrying and like having an outcry, not because we don't agree that we need to stay home and be healthy. I think many of us, um, you know, believe that, right? So there's that. So, you know, the thing is, you know, these, these folks out there burning masks, you know, these are, you know, we really got to talk about what it means to be privileged, you know, and there's a sense of entitlement. And I think at the beginning, this whole situation would have been just fine if they just wore a mask. Right. You know what I mean? But they don't like to be told what to do, right? Because of their sense of, of power that they want to keep. And, uh, I always say like, why, why not do something as simple as just wear a damn mask? Even, let's say even if you don't agree, right? Let's say if you are on the side or you take a stand, like, you know, I, I, I don't think this virus is, really what the media is making out to be or whatever your reason is, right? You know, you're like, you think it's fine, right? <laughs> that you're okay without wearing a mask. Um, why not just wear it because you know it's going to make another person feel safer? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Why not just say, you know, okay, I don't know if it's really true, but I'm going to wear it because just in case. What if? What if I'm wrong? You know, just in case, what if? You know what I'm saying? Um, just, just for the sake of your neighbor, you know what I mean? Who maybe is nervous and has anxious and is believing in is things that they could get sick, you know what I mean? But from day one, they don't even want to do that. I don't know why, bro. I don't really don't know why. I don't get it. You know what I mean? Um, you know, for me, it's pretty easy to wear a mask. You know what I mean? <laughs> Anywhere you go. I mean, it's annoying. Sure. Um, but. You know, I think these folks are feeling a sense of, um, it really, it goes back around to the fact that it's been politicized, right? Most likely, for the most part, if you are a white Republican, you're going to take a very strong stance against wearing a mask and, and a curfew like that. Because it's all comes around to, you know, Trump and, you know, white supremacy and 
just everything that comes with all of that. And, uh, you know, they're going to do it. They're not, you know, they're going to, you know, they want to victimize themselves. And, and you're right. You know, they don't, what you said, Danny, they don't, you know, they're trying to put themselves in a position of the ones being victims and being oppressed and marginalized when if that is not even close to the truth, you know, like, you're making a big deal out of nothing, really. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. to stay at home, to wear a mask. You're protesting, you're burning masks for that. At the same time, that's pretty petty. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, where some of us, you know, we break rules. You know, we burn, whether it's a flag or whatever it is, and protest because we're we're protesting actually human beings being killed for a variety of reasons, whether you believe in Black Lives Matter or migrant rights, or you're against a war, or you're you're protesting, you know, for the human rights or whatever group, right? You know, to me, that makes sense to make noise for, right? Because we're talking about like people's lives being affected, right? Like, you know, they're they're dying and they're being, you know, abused in a variety of ways. But like to make noise for not wearing a mask and a curfew that will go away eventually. We know that for sure, right? So, uh, I mean, it, it doesn't make no, it doesn't make any sense. So, I, I I don't get it, and it's so it's even hard to kind of try to figure out because you won't. It's kind of like trying to figure out why people are racist, why do people hate a group of people? It's hard to really like compete that, right? Because it's just you know it's like a disease, right? That you're trying to understand. And trying to figure out and study and put under a microscope, right? Like, wow, you know, why does this person have this disease of being racist? Like, you just can't understand that, you know, that's been around since the existence of humankind in a way, right? That was a long ass answer, bro. That probably didn't get nowhere, but hey. (laughs) (laughs) I I feel like you kind of you kind of agree with Danny with what he said. Is that is that the, the gist of it? Am I agreeing with him? Like, like what, I don't know if he really gave an affirmative like. Oh, okay. uh, he just he just shared information about what I thought about that, you know. Yeah, yeah. And but but I think what I was trying to comment on was Danny saying, you know, they don't know what it is to be oppressed, really. You know, they're yeah. they're they're really like protesting as if they're being oppressed, and it's true. They have no idea. They're not being oppressed. You know what I mean? They're making themselves out to be oppressed, but they're not by any means. You know. But but you bring up a good point where you say that people are protesting something that is going to go away eventually. I mean, there's there's light in the end of the tunnel. It's just, just for the meantime to ensure people's safety and 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 hopefully they, they find something to beat this pandemic with. There's there's light in the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. For the other things, like you said, people protest are things that have never changed. Yeah, that people are crying for change, and and we don't know if they're ever going to change. So, it's mm-hmm. it's a dumb reason to protest when you know it's just for the meantime, wear a mask and just keep this thing under control. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, really, you know, I think for another thing they don't understand, right? They, it's like it's as if they have no hope, right? Like they 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 run into a little kind of. Um, dark side in their lives or a little uncomfortness, right? A little inconvenience and it's the end of the world for them, right? Whereas for us, and I'm going to make an assumption here about all of us on the phone right now. Yo, we've seen our parents struggle. We have struggled. We know what it is to like 
you know, be put in situations and positions where we feel like, man, government don't give a fuck about us or these they're creating these laws and and rules against us. You know, they're creating these policies to, to you know, put us in jails or whatever it is. Right. And um, they it's just it fascinates me how, you know, you could be in a place where. I don't know, man. You're you're gonna be fine. You're you know it, it's it's because there's this fear and like and hopelessness for them, where they're not gonna have any money or something, right? That to me, I feel is hard. Or we we shouldn't ignore like how does money play into this, right? Um, how many times have we found ourselves like, man, our parents are broke, they might lose their homes or whatever it is. But yeah, somehow we have hope. You know, like somehow we know we're going to push forward. You know what I mean? They don't have that, bro. It's like they have no hope. It's just like doom and gloom right away. You know what I'm saying? Like we know we're going to persevere, you know, and and because we have, you know, a lot of history that has shown that for us. They, they, they don't. They've always been the conqueror. You know what I mean? But this is nothing. It's like, I don't know, man. It's hard to understand. It, 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 just fucking kill, man. And you know what's crazy, bro? They're protesting for the most part. I'm pretty convinced of this to be for them to stay at homes and, and probably like good homes. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It's like you have a comfortable fucking homes with a probably fireplace to get thrown on, you know, between those hours. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just fucking, you know, I don't know, man. You know, so. Um, I think the, I think the economics of it, it's, it's, it's a huge part in all of this, right? They, they don't want to, uh, sure. you know, certain things need to be closed down, right? At that time that they're probably used to having open or whatever to make money. So George, let me, let me, no, ask and you. it's like, Oh, sorry. Go well, ahead. Let me, let me add something. What George was saying. It's true though. Cause like a lot of these people also protest about the schools being closed and, and it's all these like, rich people in private schools that want their kids in school because they're not used to handling their kids all day you know they're not they're not used to taking care of their kids because they got people to do that for them or or they're in school at the time us growing up you know as mexican you know our parents are used to all that they handle us you know so that's another not only that they're like Fuck, I'm leaving you home alone for a few hours. Don't burn the house down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I, I remember being left home alone, man, like when I was in and first grade. And we're used grade. to that, bro. And we're yeah. used to And we know how to make our food. We're going we're gonna to be all right. Yeah, here's your fucking ramen. You know what I'm saying? A cup of noodles. <laughs> yeah. put, put some crackers, some saltines in it to, to spice it up a little bit. A cup of beer, you know? All right, me. I'll buy you twenty-four of them, motherfuckers. You know, one for every hour or something. Yeah, yeah, that's true. No, and and I think that's that one thing. I think you you guys did hit is that um you know these people who are um who are protesting on stay at home. You know, I'm pretty sure they do have luxury home. They don't have don't have the situation where we had where we had like multiple families living in the home. You know. Um, you know, it's just to survive, just to, to make rent, you know, and it, and so it's like, do you, are you really that miserable at home that you need to, you know, that you need to be out drinking until 10 or, you know, you need to have a party or or be at the bars until after 10 PM and stuff like, yo, like, 
like it, it's a little sacrifice. Like now, imagine if you go back to you know almost a hundred years during you know World War One and World War Two when there was curfew. You know where there was um, you know because there's a, a there was a threat of being attacked. And then if you want to get more specific, like what about the Japanese Americans? You know who at first were put into curfew. Uh, just if you were Asian um, or Japanese descent, you're put into curfew at first because you're the country that, you know, you have ancestor um, tied to attacking, uh, attacked a, a, uh, um, a naval base, you know, thousands of miles away that you even know was part of the United States at the time. You know, what about them? Oh, you know, God. that's oppression. You know, then you get then you circle up those people and put them in camps far away that if you literally compare them next to next to concentration camps in from Europe, they're basically the same thing, you know. So there is a time to to protest and there is a time to to speak your voice when there isn't justice like that. But in this case, I don't like I don't see it either. I only see this as a as a health issue, and I think a lot of people need to like realize that what you're doing is not you know. Is not to inconvenience yourself, is but it's to save everybody, and that's the thing. That's one thing uh, that really sucks about the United States is that we are all supposed to be like Americans and love each other, blah blah blah. But the United States is strongly believe is a strong believer of uh, individualism. Battle with big corporations, socialism already exists. Nobody wants, no one gives a damn about the person next to you. Uh, the only people who actually give a damn is minorities. Who know that they need to stick together in order to survive and persevere. Yeah, we understand what it is to do things in a collective manner, that's for sure. Um yeah. No, I mean it, it's true, you know, hey, if if we if it comes to a point where we're seeing them being arrested and their homes taken away and being full concentration camps or in some kind of like camp, I'm going to be right there fighting for them. You know what I'm saying? Like, but that's not happening. Not even close. Right. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, these are the people who are protesting with big ass fucking trucks, expensive ass wheels and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it, it's not convincing at all. And, and you're just, you're just whining, bro. You just, you're a little kid who, Ooh, they're you know they're trying to take away just your lollipop you know your ice cream and you're making a big fuss about it you know what I'm saying when you shouldn't be you know you're saying uh, some some berrinches yes yeah top grade top grade berrinches you know uh, there's there's a there's a big division you know sometimes with uh, different cultures and different uh, you know, different skin colors and, you know, influences and all of that. As a, as a, as an ordained minister, you know, is there like some, uh, some answers in the Bible that maybe, you know, could, uh, explain some of these, uh, these, these hurdles that we have as a, as a, as a, as a race, as a human race? And what in particular to what? Uh, like racism uh, and prejudice between people. Cause yeah. Like, and it's not, and I don't want to, and I don't, I don't mean just like a certain race participates in this. 
I feel like even Mexicans sometimes, you know, I'm a Mexican, but Mexicans could be pretty racist too, you know. And sometimes it's in a joking manner. No. But no. But at, that's but, not true. So. But at the same time, you know, it's like, uh, you know, there's some real like, uh, like sometimes it's it's just a fear of the unknown. Like I don't know, I've never dealt with this race before. I don't know what they're about, or like, uh, you know. Uh, They've been depicted in a certain way, so that's how I. That's how I assume yeah. all of them to be. You know, um, is there is there like uh, some explanations that maybe the what you've read, what you learned in school that it could could be an, a solution to to something like that? I mean, a solution, maybe not, but I think as a. All right, so as a form of transformation, yes, you know, transformation, uh, which I guess okay. could be could be the same as solution. But you know, you know, people need tra- to be transformed in their lives if they're being racist and you know unjust, and and that's hard. Transformation is, is painful because you have to make uh, put yourself in a play for a year, actually realizing, man, everything I I grew up with or whatever has been wrong. I was taught wrong. And, 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 and you're kind of having to like rethink everything that was embedded in you. You know what I mean? And that's painful to get to a place for some people to realize to, you know, I think our egos get in a way to say, I'm wrong about this. You know, we want to be right. And not only do we want to be right, we want to have answers. You know, we want to be the people always having the answers and, and, and going to in a way, you know what I'm saying? Um, and, and I feel like, you know, white Americans, for the most part, you know, struggle with that. You know, they don't want a man that their whole history actually is probably the reason why this world's fucked up. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, that's painful to admit, you know, because, you know, where does your identity stem at? Where does it come from? What does it represent? What is its true values? What's its moral compass and all this stuff, right? Um, so, and that's a, you know, that question is is great because, um, you know, this country t- prides itself in being a Christian nation, right? There's, you cannot be a president in this country without saying God bless America and identifying yourself as some kind of Christian, uh, you know, person. You know what I mean? I feel like um, now right. that breaks. No, uh, no, bro. It's not gone. It's strong and it's alive. If you look at the number of, like, the numbers show that the majority of the people who voted for Trump, which were like record numbers, right? Record numbers. The majority of them were evangelical Christians. No, but I mean, so what does Biden? Biden was the winner, though. So that's what I mentioned, and I I don't think Biden really like uh, Biden's a Catholic. Biden's a Catholic. I yeah. don't. I don't ever heard him like. I, I think. No, Trump, I think Trump is pretending to be Christian just so he can get the Christian vote. You know, but. Um, well, okay, even that statement you just said says how much of a Christian nation we are that you right. have to just yes. play the role of yes. Christianity. Mm-hmm. Yes, that yes. that that means that that there's a lot that that's important. You know what I mean? I'm not saying it's impossible. We have senators. And it's been a big deal that there are Muslims, you know, and I'm thinking about uh, this senator from uh, Michigan. Uh, I'm forgetting his name right now, but he became like the first Muslim a few years ago to be in the Senate. 
You know what I mean? And he asked to be sworn in with the Quran. You know what I mean? Not the Bible, bro. And that shit was fucking, that flipped. I mean, that that was a controversial. It, it like, it scared the shit out of people. Think about Barack Obama. He's Muslim. You know? That's yeah. a problem. You know? The, the president needs to be, you know, for me, I care less. I just wanted to treat people good. Yeah, don't be a believer. You know what I'm saying? It don't matter, you know? But it, it's true. You you will not if you have a, a you know Republicans, bro. They always run on Christian values. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Always run Christian, and there's a set of Christian values behind that. And so I think this country has somehow maybe, and there's a lot of it because we live in the Bay Area, bro. Bay Area is not a religious like area, bro. Even the state all. in itself. But all. if you go, man, all those red states, you look on the map, those are strong religious fucking, like, you know, strongholds, bro. You know what right. I'm saying? So, you know, why do you think Trump has fucked up and on wrong, you know, he fucking that whole issue when he, um, you know, used the cops, you know, to throw deer cats when he posted in front of that church with a Bible? Why did he do that? Because it's Trump. You know I mean, what I mean, come on, that's what it, that's what Trump does. But people, are, <laughs> yeah. But he he used religion. He used Christianity. That's not about no Christian, bro. Of you know what I'm saying? Not. But it goes back. So so what I'm saying is back to the original question is, you know, this country I do believe takes pride in being a Christian nation. Yeah, it doesn't really practice those values, right? Because to me, anyways, when I look at the stories of Jesus, he makes it very clear. You know, how important it is to be inclusive of other people's cultures and faith traditions, right? As a Jewish person, that's why, uh, you know, the religious leaders of his own people, you know, that were Jewish scholars and, and, and Jewish, like, clergy, right? And top of the top, the elite hated him, bro, because he he was, um, you know, Jesus was, was breaking a lot of the rules that were meant to be exclusively just for Jewish people, yet Jesus was trying to say, I don't care about your race, your color, your faith tradition, guess what? You are love. Your life is sacred. You're a blessing in this world. Don't let, you know, my religion and these religious people tell you, you know, you're unpurified because you don't have access to the purification pool. That was one of the ritual, like, practices for Judaism, right? It's clear there, you know what I'm saying? And not only that, how you welcome, like, you know, uh, you know, other genders and, and it just goes on and on. So it is there. You know what I mean? It's, it's like pretty clear to me anyways. You know what I mean? But this country who, who takes pride in being a Christian nation doesn't really practice their own, you know, faith by any means. You know what I mean? Because you have people protesting masks. Those same people, you think they give a fuck and they even like decide to go protest about all those kids that were separated from their families at the border. You know what I mean? Did they protest that? You know what I'm saying? When, when these people like take, they take so much pride in Christian values, which to them, one of them is family values, right? The nucleus of the family, right? Man and woman having kids and all that, right? Like they take pride in that. How about those kids in those families? You know, you say you're pro-life, right? You know, you're anti-abortion, guess how it How about pro-life of these immigration kids or these young black kids 
or these young Muslim kids, and the list goes on. How about being pro-life about their lives, about, you know, the fact that they're dying, you know what I'm saying? So we're, why not show up to those things, you know? It makes no sense. It's, 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 there's this constant, like, contradiction that takes place that's obviously, as you can tell, upsets me. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, George, it goes yeah, to, it that's, go, George, that's the struggle. George, it goes to show how uh, sneaky uh, the evil could be, you know, just how uh, the, the, how it could, it could uh, persuade uh, division, you know, amongst, amongst everybody, amongst, amongst all of us, you know, and, and then we get just put into these individual groups and then, uh, for example, you know, the people protesting mass right now, they weren't interested in the kids that were in, 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 uh, in cages and it could have been because you know oh in in their head these are these are uh illegal immigrants who don't belong here anyways or they're catholic and you know we're all again you know things like that uh uh are, and, and and in my opinion i think these are done uh deliberately by the people in charge you know in order in order to keep us like you know having the having a boogeyman you know and uh, having things to be afraid of and or having uh you know distractions you know from from what uh, from issues that actually matter or from uh, sentiments that we should actually be having and things things like this uh uh you mentioned you know kids kids in cages and you know all the people coming over and stuff like that and, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of horrible stuff that happens you know on on that trip to uh to to the to yeah. U.S. you know to America and uh, uh the, all those people you know uh, it's it's just a very sad topic you know once you start thinking about it you know it's just a very uh a, a downer if you want to call it you know but um but these things are real you know and it, and it's just it's just incredible how we uh it's one of it once bro it's one of it once yeah dude. That it's, you have crazy. Uh, a, a country. Hold on. What's Yo, up? what's up? Is your house on your fire? Arms. It's time. They're coming after you, bro. You no, said too on. much. See, your, your fucking podcast dangerous. Hold on. No, we are. Hey, <laughs> thank you for saying that. Because that's that's the way we like to keep it. All right. <laughs> hey, las papas están quemando. All right, so. <laughs> Yeah, it's one of it once a bro because you know, many. I mean, dude, honestly, like there's a church and it seems like everywhere in this nation, you know, like religion honestly has fucked things up more than help. Mm-hmm. You know the situations, and 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 specifically, like I'm gonna speak to our country because this will wrap, but definitely easily around the world. And um, you know, what's the point of like having all these fancy ass sanctuaries and buildings? And, all this stuff when it's not it's not making a difference. And that's how I feel about like the academic situation too, you know what I mean? Where like you know, you take pride in these um institutions, you know, yet uh, there's all this scholarship work happening, you know what I mean? Yet the world seems to be even worse here in the States. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like you take all this pride in your degrees and all this shit and being innovative and and even like in the tech world, like we're doing this because we want to make a difference in the world. Nah, man, everything's coming at a cost. You know, you're actually, you know, academics and, and, and like the tech world is actually like 
it's in a sense sacrificing, you know, fucking ripping out human hearts, you know what I'm saying, to make money. You know what I mean? So it's 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 tough, man. They're, 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 you know, honestly, I I'm just gonna say it, bro. Say I stand it. on the side in our world right now where I want the whole shit burned down and start over. You're, you see, <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like um, Edward Norton in the movie Fight Club when you just see all the buildings fall down. As he ex- makes- that's, that, that's a beautiful scene, you know. But but it's it's very dangerous, George. You're talking about anarchy. Uh, I mean, you can call it whatever you want. Um, I, I, I mean, you know, so let me tell you when I say burn down, like, honestly, like this system's not working. It just isn't. We, we have to be okay in having utopian like visions. You know what I mean? We need them. Um, as no matter how others may think, you know, of you for having those utopian views and sounding ridiculous. I'm okay with that. You know what I mean? We need them. That, that what keeps one step moving forward. We got to have this radical imagination. I mean, I hope it never ends with me. You know, I, I know I want to do my part and it's okay if I don't see it in my lifetime. You know what I mean? It's okay if I, if I die, but I hope just those dreams, those utopian dreams, keep on going so in the future it could finally come to existence one day. And that's a problem, right? For many, many of us in the struggle, protesting, facing fucking police, getting beat, getting arrested, whatever, you know, that's what keeps us, you know, keeps us moving forward, gives us that drive because, you know, many people don't want to don't get involved because they want instant change, right? They want to, they want this thing to be tangible right now. No, we got to accept the reality that we might die and not see those radical utopian dreams we have. Yeah. But believe me, the baton will be passed. Someone will pick it up. People will pick it up. The movement will continue. It will not die. And that's the beautiful thing that we have, you know, they could have wiped us out, you know, they, they could have wiped out the indigenous Native Americans of this land. They haven't been wiped out. People think they've been wiped out. They're alive. They're breathing. You know what I mean? They're organizing. They're here. You know what I'm saying? They keep dreaming, you know? So, you know, yeah, that's my utopian view. Burn this shit down. Start over. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> yeah. been done. It's been done in history. George, you know, empires have come. You're starting People to scare have me, George. Things. <laughs> good, <laughs> good. No, uh, Jesus was saying that you're starting to scare him. And I said, good. People should be afraid of the power of the people. George, let me ask you. Yes. Uh, let me ask you something very. Hey, uh, dude, I make a joke. I, I tell my white friends this. Hey, you have white friends? Wait trip, a minute. You know, uh, huh? <laughs> you have white friends? Hold on. Who are we, who are we talking about? No, I'm just playing. Oh, That's a joke. That's a joke. My, 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 par- my partner's white. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Rebecca. <laughs> That's true, yeah. I'm just playing, obviously. But yeah, go ahead. No, I know. Go ahead. I'm sorry. What were we going to say? You tell your white friends what? A joke? Oh, like, hey, when we get, when we're, us, you know, you know, I identify myself as Chicano, so I'm going to use that term, right? Hey, when, when us Chicanos and Chicanas take over, don't worry. 
we'll lock up your people, but guess what? We're going to put those prisons in your same neighborhood so you could conveniently see them. That's how much nicer mm-hmm. we're going to be than when you lock us up. That's how you joke with them? <laughs> and wow. Put, <laughs> and put prisons like five hours away so we can have no connection with our families yeah. and charges phone calls. We're like, we're going to give you free phone calls. We're going to, you know, give you good, healthy meals. You'll be locked up, but you're going to be treated more, you know, more only. And, like and quaaludes, all the opiates you can you can ask for. Uh, George, uh, <laughs> let, let me let me ask you something. Um, you know, uh, you, you're obviously an ordained minister. We mentioned that before. But, uh, you know, Jesus died for our sins or he died for going against the government, however you want to look at it. You know, you have uh, Malcolm X who died for what he believed. You have uh, in Mexico, you had Colosio who was assassinated for, mm-hmm. you know, what he believed. And then uh, Johnny brought up uh, the lady, uh, Anabel Hernandez, uh, who's uh, had uh, like 10 times, you know, they attempted against her life because she's trying to uh, she's trying to reveal what's going on in Mexico. But, you know, people people are not interested, George. You know what I mean? Like, they they just don't, like, I mean, you know, Jesus died and, like, nothing changed, you know? Like, Malcolm X died, nothing changed. You know, people just don't, they're not, they, they don't, they don't, they don't care, man. It, and it's kind of, you know, I'm not saying I'm better than people, but, you know, that, I, I feel like that's the, that's the reality right now. And that that's okay, you know. You're gonna have people who don't care, but you know what? I'm, there's a lot of people who do care. You just gotta find those people, and 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 uh, those people you mentioned that have died, they have they've actually like they have changed things. Okay. You know, they're inspirations to me. Right. You know, if they didn't do what they do, I wouldn't be in the position where I am to believe we could keep pushing forward. And keep pushing and fucking pounding on that door that we're gonna fucking knock down one day. You know what I mean? So no, they're they're important. They played a role. They changed the mindset and how we see race, how we see capitalism, how we see the institutions that 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 exist here that sustain oppression. I mean, they've opened up our eyes, and if that was their role, that's that's huge. You know what I mean? So. I know it's hard to see, like, really, what are some of those changes, but they are there. We just don't pay attention to the details sometimes. We got to look at the details, grab onto those, and, 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 and look at the bigger picture and, and take it to the next level. Hmm. That's a, that's a very, it's awesome that you think this way, George. Like, uh, uh, and that's why I like talking to you, you know, because you're, you you think you think differently. You're on another on another um, mindset, and it's and it's uh, you you're just you just genuinely concerned for what's going on, you know. And you're and you show your concern by being active, you know, instead of uh, the like someone like me who's yes, I'm concerned too, but I don't really you know do anything about it, you know. Uh, but uh, you know what though, honestly, like. You'd be surprised, like, you may think that about yourselves or yourself, but you're actually doing more than you realize. And and that is because things were, I feel like maybe we talked about this, but everyone has a different kind of role. It, can, it, it doesn't have to be all the same or it does not look the same, right? Like, okay, like, for example, you know, 
a lot of the gente that, that I have relationship with that, you know, I'm fighting for and, you know, I, I go to protests, you know, and, and, and a lot of the señoras, especially las señoras will come like, ah, reverendo, como me gustaría ir allá con la manifestación con usted, verdad? This and that. I'm like, no, you you know, because I know they're migrants. I know their their risk is way much higher than mine. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? You gotta honor that. They're like, but Ira, I made you a lunch. I'm like, I I I cry. You know? No, that's awesome. That's you know, so beautiful. They're they're doing they're doing their role. I'm like, this this is like everyone has to find not and I and I hate to say because you know it's not only because she's a woman that she made rule, but like that really happened. You know? And she like to sustain you out there because I went on a trip. You know to go protest across the country right and she knew i was going she wished you could be there um and and i had to like make sure like you know every person has a role that just is different it's not gonna see that that's the other thing right through like we see these movies and and all this stuff that always just shows the front lines but the most important people are the ones behind the scenes that are not on the front lines you need because those people are sustaining the movement you know what i mean And, and ways are unfortunately, uh, never heard about. They're not in the history books and whatever, right? So, um, you know, at the end of the day is, you know, I just, I just love people, man. I want people to have joy in their lives. And I think every human being has that right to have joy in their lives, you know, to make decisions for themselves and have joy. And that, that's what drives me, you know? Yeah. For someone, for someone who's uh, who's concerned about what's going on, but they're not exactly like a, an extrovert or whatever, you know how how, how would you uh, how would you have them get involved? Uh, I don't know, man. That's I mean, it's, it's different. Like let's man. say let's say like a, you you could probably have someone that's very you know who has the right connections, but they're just not a people person, you know. But they could help financially at least, you know. What what could be you know some of these some links, you know, that you can give them. Yeah. No, that, that, uh, was, that was a question, George. Like, what do you what what, what links do you, um, like for somebody who wants to get involved, you know? And what get involved in what? And like what you're doing, like how you're paying people's rents or how you immigration uh, work or immigration yeah. work, you know stuff, stuff like that. Is there like a like a? Oh, so this is like a genuine question. You're like really asking, like, you know, what's out there and how to get involved. Yes, really, yeah. right. Yeah. I mean, shoot, just call me. We'll talk. Oh, you know? okay. I mean, yeah. There, there, there's always a variety of things. And I mean, I know I partner with a lot of organizations that do different things. Um, you know, there's, you so, know, maybe, so maybe you, maybe doing, you could give your Instagram handle or something for somebody that wants to, you know, get a hold of you, you know, that's what I'm like. So then you could, you know, lead, lead them. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. What, what, what is it? Um, though? I mean, I got nothing from the top of my head right now. You yeah. Know what I'm okay. Saying? But. Yeah, it like if, if it's real, you know, it's easy. Just you know, it's um, because it happens all the time. You know, people always want to get involved. And, yes. Okay. And you know, I'm always out there, and people are like, "Hey, what can I do to be part of it?" I'm like, "Well, you know, let's meet up and have a conversation, and let's see what gifts you have to offer." You know, this, this is, these are the needs. You know, we need people making signs, right? Or we actually need 
people on the ground, like actually protesting, you know, or, or we need people to like make phone calls to like help us raise some money to, you know, get me and others to the borders to keep protesting or we need, you know, people, you know, I don't know, the, you know, technology, like how you do with social media, you know what I'm saying? There's just a yeah. bunch of stuff, like different things you could do for sure. Um, that, that helps. You know, and sometimes, honestly, the biggest gift one could show up. I tell people, and and it's a, it respected if if you don't want to do it, but showing up, just showing up, it's it's the best. You know, I'm like, hey, we're we're organizing, we're over here, uh, we're gonna go fill up Sacramento, we're going inside the building, we're gonna make some noise. We just need to have numbers. You know, yeah, that's always number one. Yeah, you know good. what I mean? So. But, you know, usually the way I like to work, um, I mean, it's easy to give links and organizations and be like, you know, faith in action or care or whatever, you know, you can donate to them, to us. I mean, there's a lot of nonprofits doing great work, you know, um, but then there's what I do. You know what I'm saying? If you want to work with me, let's do it. You know, we'll make things happen, you know. Um, so, yeah. That's pretty cool, George. That you uh, that you get done like this. How do you uh, how do you uh, unwind? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you guys want for you guys, I have some nice vests. We need some garbage collected around my neighborhood. There you go. Around um, your neighborhood? Yeah, yeah. I have some in my house clean. <laughs> hey, is he's gonna have us in his backyard now, and maybe. then this is his neighborhood? <laughs> Community <laughs> service, fool. Community hey, service. George. George, but how do you hey, uh? How, everybody has a role. Hey, Jesus. George, how, how, how do you, uh, how do you, um, uh, detach from this, from your job and from these, these things, you know? How do you, how do you, uh, how do you unwind? How do I, how do I escape? How do you escape? How do I, how do I self-care? How do, how do you, <laughs> you self-care? Yes. Uh, or we have skin bliss, by the way, if you, speaking of self-care. We have what? We have a uh, skim, uh, Danny, skimbless. Tell, tell George oh, about nice. skimbless. Oh, skimbless. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, skimbless is this. Uh, is this up and coming, um, uh, beauty product, uh, made by hand by a local Chicana uh, entrepreneur. Let's do it. Uh, doing uh soaps, all organic, natural soaps, uh, for your body. So uh, yeah. all over your body, George. If you need it. Yeah, hey, Any, I'll give you my address and you can give it to me. <laughs> That's your role. We want, we have the the charcoal. But <laughs> but how do you how do you unwind, George? Like, what was the? Oh, easy, bro. I look myself in the mirror, mirror, and I say, "You're the greatest of them all." Oh, you know. I think Michael Jordan did the same uh-huh. thing. Uh-huh. So that's you're your, beautiful. Yes, you're smarter than all your friends. Mm. Um, <laughs> no, honestly though. Um, you know, I actually enjoy right now playing video games. Oh, what do you play? Video game is my ultimate escape. It makes me happy, um, uh, while I don't completely shut off because I think it's impossible for me to completely shut off. Yeah. It does distract me for a good amount of time enough to like forget, you know, virtual world for me. I mean, I love being in virtual worlds, you know, mm-hmm. I think, uh, it is the right game too, but um, I do actually right now 
play like uh, a game on my PC. I play this game called Atlas where you're a pirate. You're, it's mostly like building and it's a survivor game, you know, survival, survival game. Um, you know, and I'm there with like other people I know. So there's other players like live human beings too, you know. Oh, okay. So we're working together and, um, that, that really is like right now what I, what makes me, what brings me joy. And, uh, I escape too. And, uh, it helps me a lot. Um, you know, there's other things, you know, I, I, I also was actually also important equally is I do a lot of weight training and that has been, man, after I fucking do my weight training, I feel like I could take on anything and, and that's been equally important. So I, I do that. I get my protein shakes in and my whatever, whatever. And, you know, on to the next thing. So I would say those two things, you know, and of course I have my like spiritual practices, you know. Like what are those? My, it's, um, you know, they change day to day, but you know, it could be from, uh, simply just centering myself, breathing, meditating, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, and then of course praying, uh, so there's a difference there's between meditating to sustain me through all of this, you know, and uh, gratitude, you know, being grateful every day, you know, counting like things I'm grateful for. So, yeah. Hey, George, there's a, there's a difference between praying and meditating. Oh, well, I, I guess I say, I, guess, I don't know, bro. I may no. I mean, uh, maybe yes. Uh, Buddhists yes. might say yes. You know, I, I, I separated them because praying usually is like a specific tradition. You know, yeah. like, you know, I don't think Buddhists say they pray, you know. Right, right. For the most part, they, they would, the language they would use, like, meditate, you know. Um, so, but no, I mean, you can meditate and be praying, right? Mm -hmm. Like, some of us combine it, so. Let's, but, uh, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's, you know, you go as a Buddhist. Let's talk about yeah. that, George. Uh, I know you read some uh, books on prayer. Like how, 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 how do, how does a uh, prayer function? How does that work? Man, I, that I cannot answer to you, man. You know, that's a personal thing. Like I think prayer looks different for everybody. Um, but for me, the way it works is, is, uh, it sustains me, right? It's like, not, it's a form of, for me not to feel alone in the world, you know? It's a, it's a way for me to feel like I'm being guided, you know what I'm saying? And sustained, not necessarily, like, I don't believe prayer is about answers. It's not about, like, hey, God, if I do this, you know, well, if you do this, then this will happen, you know? Or, or, or God, why, you know, um, you know, take this pain away, like, it's not that, you know, for me, uh, for me, prayer is about like, God, whatever it is I'm going through, I just need you to sustain me. If I'm going through pain, fuck it. It is what it is. It's pain. Just sustain me through it. Let me just get through it. You know what I'm saying? Let, let just my friends get through it. Like, you know, to persevere. You know what I mean? Yes. Well, that's, that's awesome. It, so you're it, asking it, for strength in a yeah. way. You're asking for, you know, the. the yeah, not like these. Like powers, right? Or like, 
you know, show me a sign so I can believe this or whatever, you know. Right. But you're not. You're not. I mean, yeah. that that could probably. Are you saying that could work for some people, but that just doesn't work for you? Or you're saying like that's not the right way to look at it? Or for me, it's not what I believe. Right. How okay. Okay. You know. Uh, yeah. It's. Uh, yeah. I don't know if uh, you heard of. Uh, it's it, it, it's like it's like summoning. You know, it's like. I don't know. I feel like we constantly are always handling or, or summoning spirits, you know, in different ways. And in a way, I'm kind of summoning the spirit of like perseverance, you know, to prayer. Always, you know, that I may just have, you know, las ganas, you know, to not right. give up and be hopeless and, and stuff like that, you know, like I'm not asking for like specific things. I just, I just want to like, have that strength to do what I what I feel like God has summoned me to do in the world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You do you think we could unintentionally summon something that we that's not been beneficial? I don't know. I don't know. I, um, yeah. I mean, I think I, to me, I don't know why the the what it makes me think is about certain depending on certain decisions we make in life. You know what I mean? More than anything. What about um, what about the our entertainment, like our the music we listen to, or the movies we watch, or stuff like that? Like, do you think, uh, you know, I know you're, I know you're a huge like music fan, like hip hop and stuff like that. I'm pretty sure you still are. No, not really these days. Used to be. Not used really be. these days. Oh, okay. You don't listen to music well, as much know, anymore. Well, to me, hip hop, you know, is like a cultural thing, right? Like right. just who I am. Like whether or not I'm listening to music, it's just in my DNA. You know, it's like. I'm a Chicano, right? Uh, therefore, like, there's a lot of customs that I don't practice because I'm not, you know, like, you know, that are Mexican because there's just too many customs, right? Or like, traditionally, some people may practice certain customs, but doesn't take away the fact that I'm not that anymore, right? So, like, yeah, I'm hip hop, right? But I'm just not, like, you know, there's a word for it, you know, when you're like up with the music and, you know, what's the latest and all that you know i'm not a fan but like a, um that's escaping me bro but yeah but yeah no i mean i i love music yeah 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 and, and that's what i meant you you love music like and um i'm pretty sure you still do or or you don't rely, yeah yeah you don't really. rely on it. always okay. bro always it, yeah exactly so there's a power in music there's a you know music. there's a what is music, what is art, all that stuff is essential to the movements, you know? Without music, without art, there's no movements. Yes. You know, there's no play, change. You play, any, you play any instruments? I play, no. the, I play the organ, I play the trumpet, I play the trombone. No, I don't play nothing, bro. No <laughs> ah, bro. <laughs> I was like, shit. I was like, man, this dude, this dude is fluent. <laughs> You know what, bro? I don't. A dream of mine has always been to play the piano. You know what I mean? Um, I am. I don't have those gifts whatsoever. I admire them. I I could easily, you know, when I when I know people have those gifts, I just admire them so much. It like speaks to my soul. You know, it could be the fucking accordion. You know, uh, that's another thing I wish I could play was the accordion. You know. Um, 
But it's very Texan. No, I don't, man. Very Tejana. Very Tex-Mex. Tex-Mex. Hey, Georgia. Do you? Johnny? What's going on? Do you play instruments? Wait, what happened to the question? About the I, I asked you, Johnny, Johnny. Yeah, Johnny, do you play instruments? Uh, I play a little bit of accordion, bro. Damn, oh. the one you want to play. Damn. How much la hora? Teach me. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I play. Me salen unas tantas canciones, yeah. No, but, um, that's dope. Yeah. Yeah, I'm into hey, that. Are you a better I, musician than Danny? Oh. No, no, I think oh, the better. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, oh. No, I'm not. Danny's, like, really into it. Like, But I think the best one out of... Because we have... So we're three of us brothers. is Danny, me, and Rosendo, Chato. And uh, I think he's the most talented in instruments. Is 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 Chato and then Danny and then I'm just I just fall down below. But I'm I'm the smart I'm smarter. I'm, I'm a yeah, better exactly. yeah, yeah, I'm a little bit more familiar yeah, no. than them. Hey, hey George, yeah. I'm sorry, Danny. I'm <laughs> sorry, bro. Did I did I hurt your feelings, Danny? I hope not. <laughs> I mean, I, I will agree. That I think Chato's a little bit more talented. Then me. No, no, answer the question. Hey, don't don't dodge the question. No, I'm just saying, I I agree that Chetto might be just a little bit more talented. Wait, you're not answering the question still. What was the question, though? Did I hurt your feelings? Oh, no, man. I mean, (laughs) I I let my skills do the speaking for me. That's what I got to say. Definitely hurt his feelings. You know, definitely. I, I I let that. You know, I'm sorry, Danny. You know what? I'm gonna send you some of my demos. Like, well, you let me. You, you hey, let hey, me hey, know, hey, okay? Hey, okay, por favor. Hey, George. Hey, George. You know the the music that we play in uh, in every podcast? Yeah. That's that's other. Uh, that's the youngest out of all of them. Damn, that's like. Can I be honest about that song? Please be well, honest. They're all different. I feel like I'm about to watch a porn with that song. I man. love it. I love that's it. The, hey, you know what's crazy? What you know like what's crazy? Coño, Coño, said the, Coño said the same thing. Coño's like, I picture you getting out the shower, bro. Like, I don't like this. You know, he was... I'm like... <laughs> I'm like, dude, don't picture me that way. Encuerados. Probably like... He's all with your balls out and you're just like starting this podcast. Encuerado, Danny Encuerado, whoever's there, they're Encuerado, yeah. looking at each other in the eyes. Hey, we're in a steam room, though, friends, in a steam yeah. room with just a white towel <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, right? But I want to wear a big-ass <laughs> medallion. I want to have, like, a oh, for some to. reason, I need to have a big-ass medallion. Oh, you have to. And just a white towel in the steam room. and then that, Oh, you have to. Yeah, but anyways, that's yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Oh, I'm, I shouldn't say Chato. Turn Boy 95, look him up, George, if you want some porno in your life. Or music, hey, at least. Music, no music. Music. Hey, all lifestyles, all lifestyles are to be respected. Alonzo and I hurting another human being. That's, that's all we ask for. You know? That's, yeah. I, I respect all of you for being porn stars and make, trying to get uh, up there. Sex workers so. now. Uh, the proper term is <laughs> sex workers. Hey. They should legalize that, bro. You know, I don't that's do I don't do full nudes I mean? though, so yeah. I'm more soft core than anything with that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, that's good, bro. Hey, you know, keep it more mysterious, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's what I'm going for—the mysterious, you know. Yeah. Just... Hey, like they say, you know. Never mind. I'm not gonna say it. We're live here. 
but 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 anyways um speaking of mysterious uh have you talked to uh hyman <laughs> oh yeah man man i think so up the bro what's wrong man tell us think man i love you man no matter what that's all i gotta say i just remember that's your cousin right yeah so he's my cousin not by blood um but by love but um so my mom married his uncle okay you know so like you know which was became like my stepdad right even though i never liked him i actually hated him uh he was a complete asshole but um you know i've known i mean hyman since he was probably like three years old you know what i mean yeah um actually him and his sisters and all that i mean uh you know i mean i love him he knows i'll do anything for him uh i remember like being young and you know taking care of them babysitting them fucking giving them food and just providing for them you know and he tells her really right um but yeah speaking of like being left alone there's many times where me him uh and his like two sisters would be we're like you know little kids like hey se cuidan you know they're all you know our moms were off to work whatever and uh we would you know fucking do it you know what i'm saying so we we've lived together for you know in different phases in life but we've lived together many times yeah. um but yeah i voted sit man i always tease him you know so but well, i mean he deserves <laughs> yeah, it him. he deserves it he deserves it man but yeah. there's, been dodging there's a great us. story about Jaime all day I, I don't know how sensitive he is about it but I'm gonna share it isn't even like that big of a deal but we always make fun of him about this so so we were we were this one we were in community college you know so you know we were all living together this before even you moved in with us Jesus okay. but um you know pretty much let's just say this vato is moving in with me and my mom you know And he's like, hey, whatever, right? I'm coming with my stuff. Oh, great. You need any help? No, whatever. You know, I'm over here imagining like some boxes, suitcase, whatever. He shows up with a big ass garbage bag of clothes. He's, that was all. And I was like, that was him moving in. Mm. Like, he was a simple man. He's a, he's a minimalist. Like the grouch. Yeah, that's right. Nah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. We tease him because that's 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 a memory. Like you ask uh, Noé or or Chente, you know, like that's the one memory we have of him. Him moving in with us, rolling up with the clothes in a garbage bag. You and, know what I'm saying? And I'm pretty sure he acted like it was normal, also. Oh yeah, and that's a that's a beautiful thing about Iman. Like you know, he don't give a fuck. You know, he lives his life, and that's how he should do it. You know. Hey George, can you can you tell us some of the 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 like some a story that that maybe depicts the influence you had on his generation, like his group of friends? Both of the friends, Hymas. Yeah, Hymas, like you know, like the people he grew up with. Because I know you, I know you the were influence. you were older. You're older than him by a little bit, and then uh, he you he, they kind of, everybody kind of looked up to you back then. Remember? I, I mean, I I remember kind of so yeah this is before i even met all of you right yes so as you know i was a graffiti uh, fucking tiger for like since sixth grade so i was like 20 years old right 
So, you know, being a tiger is also part of my DNA. And so I was part of a crew, you know, uh, fucking tagging crew for years, you know, and you know, these are people I grew up with, right? Knowing being one of them. But, um, but yeah, you know, the one who lived with us, I mean, knowing, um, this important they moved in behind me, um, you know, was living with us before Chente came and, um, he had all these friends, you know, his friends, which was like all crew of them. I, I'm just remembering some names like, Ivan and Edward and Edward. Fucking, what's that white white kid's name in the South Side? Fucking Ch- uh, Chad. 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 Um, Shout out to those guys. Uh, um, no, um, no hard the one feelings. That just uh, Josie hooked up with uh, oh, Victor. Victor and his brother and like they're all little chamacos, you know. They were like fucking ninth graders or tenth graders, and you know, like like. 19 or 18 years old, but you know, they always wanted to hang around with us, you know, because we were just, you know, cool kids in the neighborhood, you know, and we, we were, I don't know, bro, I don't know, I was just, we were just us, and they wanted to hang out with us, right, and we partied hard, like, we partied hard, like, we had all the drugs and fucking alcohol, whatever, but, um, but yeah, they were always tagging along, and, of course, I had a car, and you know, just certain things that, you know, they didn't have because they just didn't have access to it, right? But pretty much, let's just say that, uh, so I used to tag Curious, right? And therefore, like, that crew, Hyman's friends, started a crew called Curious Boys. CB. And that became a crew. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know what's funny? You know what's, uh, I have a, I have a panel of art and CB is up on that dude. And, you know, it was one of them that put it up. And this was years, like, after, uh, you know, so, um, yeah. I know exactly oh, what you're talking about. Also, what's his name? Was in the Alpha and I forget his name. He's in, he's in, um, he's in the panel. All, all of those guys are in the panel oh. that I have and that I've collected because these guys were all, like, you know, into that, that, the art, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah, man. Good group of kids for me, you know. Um, my time with them was always just fun. We just fucked around, torched it up, you know. Did a lot of stupid shit. Um, because I, I was making do shit. <laughs> but yeah, it was good times. I mean, not the best role model, I'll tell you that. But yeah, looking. But that was that was uh yeah. But that's how it was, man. And, you know, it's just crazy how uh, how things turn out, you know, how, like, people, you know, take certain paths. And, you know, sometimes we don't see people that we used to hang out with all the time anymore. But, yeah, dude. Yeah. That's, that's, that's yeah, it. man. I, I, you know, to this day, I hope they know. Uh, you know, my door is always open. I, you know, eventually when I changed my life around and, you know, whatever, went through my own transformation and left all that behind. No. Right. Plus, oh, we're yeah. all, plus we're adults. You I know? would do anything for them. <laughs> we're adults now, you know. Yeah. So it's like it's uh, we yeah. should we should be talking to each other like adults as well, you know. Yeah, that Victor oh, guy. No, for sure. We... No, I was just gonna say that Victor guy. I know him because um, when I moved to San Jose, 
um, we moved, we used to live across the street from each other. We, um, he, he lived in the comp, uh, apartment complex right across the street from, from where I grew up. And then we actually went to the same elementary school and we were in the same classrooms from like, from second grade all the way up till, I think we even went to middle school together. So it's crazy how like I knew Victor when we were like, when we were still like kids and then, you know, we kind of drifted apart, but then like in our early twenties, like we reconnected again. So that was kind of cool. Like seeing, um, you know, seeing how, um, like we, we came back and that we all like knew the same people also. So I thought that was kind of cool. Isn't that always wild? Like, well, San Jose is small. Experiencing, say. experiencing, like having childhood friends, right? I know I had a childhood friend um, that was like my best friend. You know, we, we went, we, you know, we met in kindergarten and we went to school all the way through, you know, elementary school and ended up going to middle school, like sixth grade. And then sixth grade, we just kind of drifted apart, you know, and then. Seeing that same cat, like, you know, five, six years later and like seeing each other, how we've grown and how we're different. I mean, to me, that's always been a trip to experience with people, you know, when you haven't seen them in a long time. And it's like, oh, shit, you know, like, you know that person, but you don't. You know what I mean? Yes. 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 No, that's definitely true. How about how about a how about a George and Noe story? Can you can you share one with us? Mm-hmm. Damn, that's hey, a lot, bro. Hey, hey, George, remember this one? Uh, we, I was working at J.C. Penney at the time. Mm-hmm. Noe was driving a Mustang. Chente was in the car. You were in the car. We get pulled over for no reason. They ch- they search the car. They search all of us, and they're just like trying to find something, and they never do. Remember that? Uh, no, because that shit happened to us a lot, bro. Um, <laughs> I remember I was like, I used, I used to uh, sell shoes at JCPenney, dude. So I, w- I was wearing a tie, you know. I was like all dressed up. And and they were just like asking me like a bunch of questions. And then I remember Chant was upset. Chant was like pretty pretty upset, actually. But yeah, dude, like the... I'm sure. The, the, the cops were just like looking for something, dude. And we were like, dude... At the time, we were all like going to church. By then, you know, so like, dude, we like they're not finding anything, you know. But yeah, I, I believe it. I believe it. I even I unfortunately am not remembering that right now. It was on Keys um, and Tenth. I even remember where it was, by on Keys and Tenth. Oh wow! Yeah, around mm-hmm. there. But anyways, uh, I interrupted your 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 story. Wait, Tenth and Keys. Huh. Keys and Tenth. Oh, okay. That's where it was. We got pulled over by the by the track. Yeah, and Joe. You know? Uh huh. Yeah, right there. Well, no, he had that Mustang. Yeah. Remember? I remember the Mustang. Remember there was a hole in it on the passenger side on the floor. <laughs> no, was there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was a hole, like because it was rusty and it was just I there. Know. I guess I always yeah, had, had a back seat. Like a Flintstone car. Oh, like yeah. you would you would stick your yeah. That's probably how we break. <laughs> the the cops the cops never found that hole, huh? That could have been enough. No, no, it was it was covered well. That's where he had Jaime slip uh slip under so he wouldn't see what I. Oh, I have a story that um that was fucked up that we did with no 
to know a long time ago, though. Like, I think he was 14, I was 15. And uh, he, um, <laughs> I don't even remember. We were going through drive-ins, and, I, you know, we went in my car, and, and um, I didn't even know who else was there. I just know we convinced him to get in the trunk, fool. Get in the trunk. We got to sneak you in. You know what I mean? Because we didn't have enough money, I guess. But what was fucked up is I left him in the trunk for a while and drove all over the city. While, and then we would park. And we were like hotboxing the car. We're like, hey, no, you want to get high? He's like, yeah, fool, just blow some back in. So we like tried to blow smoke in the trunk so you could get high, you know? And I just remember that's like, horrible. His, huh? That's horrible. Why would you do that to know him, man? <laughs> that's why. That says everything. Hey, I, hey, you know how it was. We fucking each other a lot. Yeah, yeah. that was yeah. That's messed up. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. That's uh. Those are the kind of stories I'm remembering right now. Just kind of the shit we did to each other. You know what I'm saying? For some reason. Right. Well, the, I, you guys were 14. Obviously, I didn't know you guys then. So yeah, that's a that's a yeah. pretty unique. That's a pretty unique I mean, story you know, right there. I, well, I mean, there's so much. You know, all I can say about Noah is like, you know, he's like, you know, he's a brother, and he's um, yeah, you know, yeah, do exactly. anything for him, do anything for me. I don't know. Yeah, that's uh took care of my mom while I was gone to Chicago and vice versa. It was, it was cool. Yeah, that's uh You must you must have uh you must have missed him a lot when you were in Chicago. I mean, yeah, him man, going to Chicago was hard, bro. Like I was impressed that first year at school. You know? I missed everything and everyone and you know, my mom and and the culture and you know, I went ended up man moving to a city I did not know anybody and then it was the first time I was in a situation where like all the students were like white for the most part. Is that like two, three percent? You know, I was coming from like, you know, San Jose City College and, you know, being part of Adelante and around Chicanismo and all of y'all and you know, your own gente, you know what I mean? And like, you know, living together and, you know, helping each other out and all that stuff, right? To to finding myself in the studio apartment, you know, which was cool housing, just all by myself. And that's when I picked up drinking again, a lot. Uh, there was one, there was not a day I, I did not go that first year in Chicago in college where I did not have a drink. Every day I was drinking. And it was it was hard. It was hard. I, I after that first year, I almost came back, uh, but I stuck it out. And hey, hey, George. I ended up having a good experience. What was the biggest difference, like in Chicago, like with the with the Chicanos over there, the Mexican Americans out there? Like, what was what was the difference? From uh, you know, unfortunately, the only way. Okay, so I didn't really experience the people into like my second year, you know, because I was in a mostly white school, you know, so that kind of was my environment my first year. But little 
by little I started connecting with people. And I, and, and, and I hate to bring this up because I don't want to make this out to be like, this is who we are. But because, you know, a lot of my work in Chicago and how I started connect, connecting with other Chicanos and Chicanas in Chicago was I started meeting them in the juvenile detention center and in the Cook County jail. So I, a lot of them, I ended up doing a lot of gang outreach there. So I, I got very heavily involved with the gangs in Chicago by involved, not me hang banging, but like, you know, I was out on the streets, you know, like talking to people, connecting with people, meeting gang leaders and all this stuff, right? Cause that was what I wanted. That was my work, you know? Um, so, you know, one of the things I realized is how different the gangs, the Chicano gangs were there than in California, you know? Um, for some reason, and I'm not going to say I'm right, but just my observations, specifically just talking about gang culture, they seem very just more sophisticated out there. But let me make that clear, sophisticated on the street level, right? Because the gangs out here, um, to me, they're sophisticated, like, in the, like, more, like, mafia level, right? Um, more like in the, not, not on the streets, right? Um, there was, like, rank systems in Chicago, you know what I mean? Like, presidents, like, presidents, or captains, lieutenants. I mean, it was, like, this whole fucking system, and... And, you know, who were in their stripes and actually had like a stripe on that or like a patch or, you know what I'm saying? Like there was this constant, like there was this like clear hierarchy that I just, for whatever reason, and, and just speaking in the Northern Cali context, I'm not going to generalize all gangs because I believe they're fucking Cali so big, you can't generalize all of them, but just were very different from like the gangs I knew growing up and also worked with. And, and San Jose, you know? Um, so, um, but I, I did have, so that was really like the people, you know, I ran a GED program as well in Chicago. And so, um, I got to meet a lot of the, you know, youngsters there who were Chicano, Chicano, but also blacks on the west side and south side. So, um, but there was a little, there's a community there. I think Jesus knows it because I took him there. If you remember Pilsen and, uh, in, in La Villita and this, these like Mexican American like communities, you know, and, um, I mean, I, that was home. I didn't notice much difference, you know, even with the food, I just felt like I'm home, right? You know, yeah. You, yeah, your taquerias, yeah, your media spots, um, you know, it was just, but uh, I don't know. I guess I'm struggling to really have an answer to that because everything that I did know about, like, our folks was all, like, unfortunately, man, pressing about, like, people I knew in the prisons, you know? Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, yeah, and especially like you said, like in the in that sense, in the gang culture, I I feel like uh, Northern California has a style, but then Southern California, I feel like they're more organized, like gangs out there too. They're like more lucrative, bigger, you know. But then again, that's where they kind of originate from too down there. So. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say it's more rooted, right? That's why. Yeah, yeah, it's more rooted. It's more in the. Out here, it's more like a solo tip. Yeah, you got your gangs and stuff, but it's more solo as well. 
George, can you uh, can? But you, you know what's crazy though? Like all I know is when I, it took me a long time to realize like our peoples were there. I, I had no idea. I, I really remember arriving to John thinking, man, like I'm the only Chicano here. I think in the city, you know, completely clueless. I did not know nothing about Chicago really. I mean, I was complete like ignorant about the city, and it took me a, a long time to realize. Oh. Yeah, like our peoples are up here too, all the way to fucking Chicago. They're here and and they're established. They have businesses here. You know what I mean? Like going down, it's like their own like Story and King right here on this street. You know, and so that threw me by surprise because you know I knew there was like the black community is there for sure. They're strong. You know what I mean? But I I had no idea. I, I went in there naive, right? Just not knowing and it was so it came to it it was a shocking for me to finally like when someone was like have you been to la Villita or to pilsen i'm like whoa no I'm like you should go and they didn't really tell me they're like you trust me you're gonna appreciate it and i rolled up and it was like what my people yeah pilsen man or la Villita, murals murals everywhere. Pilsen has a man, one of my favorite museums in the world. And I really say in the world because I've been I've traveled around the world and been to a lot of museums and, and this has to be in the top. Not of course because it's speaking to my culture, but it's a Mexican American Heritage Museum. And and they have amazing artwork there about our people. But most important, it's free to everybody. You know? That means that you know, you have an art space that's accessible to the people. And that that's how it should be. You know? Yeah. All these mother all these other motherfucking museums that like, you know, in New York or even in Chicago or out in LA or even here in San Francisco, you know, they're expensive, bro, to get into these yeah. fucking fancy ass museums to yeah. see all this well, fucking art. Thirty dollars, thirty, forty dollars. It, yeah. And it shouldn't be like that, bro. Ours should be accessible to everybody. It's you know what I'm saying? It's because... It's uh, a higher class. It's because... No, yeah, it, it shouldn't be just this bougie kind of like... Only if you have money and you could be part of these cocktail parties. You know what I mean? Because we know uh, art comes from the people. You know what I'm saying? For me, anyways, the most profound art. You know what I mean? So... um I well, I feel I, like I, art, like high art is made from people that are, are in the struggle, bro. Like broke people. Yeah. People that yeah. live it. Because I've never I mean, heard of a rich, fancy artist. Like maybe he became that, but he didn't start like that. I mean, there is a lot. I mean, a specific kind of, especially like we talk about like Western art where like the sculptures like Michelangelo, Kinsawake, those people were, you know, wealthy <laughs> people who. Who had access to learn how to craft such statues and and learn how to like color scheme and all that shit? But you're right. Like, I mean, if you even look within, like, I'm going to use the word Latinidad. You know what I mean? Like, you know, muralism. You know, comes from us, right? Diego Rivera, muralist. You know what I mean? Like, and what's murals, bro? Well, Do we charge for that? Hey, well, here's no. It's just it, to piggyback on it's that. It's accessible, George. and that's and that's what art should be. You know what I mean? And and just to piggyback and on that, George. People drive by these murals too and don't even realize it too. That's what sucks. <laughs> right. 
Hey, to, to piggyback on that, George, also, if you think about in the last 100 years, you know, the most influential arts and artists has been, you know, connected to some sort of struggle, you know, and if we just look in our, you know, within our people, you know, look at, look at Picasso, his most famous work of art is, um, is, uh, what the bombing of, um, uh, Jesus, como se llama that? The Picasso painting, the bombing of, uh, Ferdinand. Was it? No, shut up. I just, no, I have no idea what you're talking about. I, I don't even know why you're asking me this. I thought you were a culture dog. Anyways, yeah, so we talked, so with that one. Dummy? <laughs> everybody know that? <laughs> you dummy? Uh, Frida Kahlo, you know, look at all, all of her best, um, her most known paintings is her within, you know, finding her own demons with the re her reflections and stuff like that. Diego Rivera just said also, but then if you look like in the most, you know, in the last quarter of the century or half a century, it has been street art that has been mostly, um, you know, most influential with like Andy Warhol, uh, Keith Harrington, and then you know Banksy and the new rising of this pop of this pop art and street art that has been rising so. Yeah, I think it's funny how the most influential art in at least in our lives in our lifetime has been this guerrilla style of of art that you know it, it was meant to be on the street rather than be locked up away in like in some sort of you know out you know behind some building or something. Yeah, it shouldn't be boxed up. You know what I mean? Hey, Danny. What's hey, up, Danny? And for and for your information, that painting is a. Uh... The bombing of Spain. No, Educate no, yourself, no shit, no, no shit. It's a city, and it. I know it's in fucking Spain, but it's a specific yeah, city. Yeah, use Google and educate yourself. Yeah, yeah. Guarnica. It's the, it's the, it's the bombing of Guarnica. Guarnica. Who the fuck bro. is Janiqua? Guarnica. Educate yourself, bro. Please, please. The bombing. <laughs> Guarnica, you freaking jackass. Yeah. <laughs> Juanica, yeah, the bombing court. You said Picasso, I'm gonna say you jumped to Banksy because you could, you didn't know it. <laughs> no, I'm just, you know what, man? No, it, it's true though, Danny. I mean, you're absolutely right. You Thank know? you. And, Thank you. And uh, you know, to me, anyways, I, I tend to be quite judgmental about like how people use their art. You know, um, you know, are you gonna use it to speak truth to power? You know, and you're gonna bring consciousness, or are you gonna bring like you know, shit that's gonna hopefully spark, you know, anger, most something, you know, that, 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 even for us, that helps us understand, like, our ancestors and our history mm -hmm. and the different causes that, you know, have existed to get us to where we're at, you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah. But yeah. No. Gentlemen, I have to leave soon. Okay. I hate to cut you off. This is the second um, time you cut us off, George, but that's okay. <laughs> I, hey, uh, George. I have a few minutes. Well, George, anything uh, else? Well, I just thank you for taking the time. Uh, we really, uh, I, I really enjoy, you know, catching up with you, man. And uh, yeah, man, thank you. Thanks again, dude. I listen, I listen to these uh, throughout hey. throughout the week, so uh, you know, I, I I I like doing these, you know, and then I get to hear like us talking, you know, while. While I'm at work, so you know, it works out for me, dude, and I, I really appreciate it, man. Thank you. Claro que sí. Hey, we're family. You know, I hope that, you know, 
you know, I know for me, I've always had this dream, you know, something that I feel like we tried a few times where we have like these dinner parties, you know, uh, where once a week we just gather and just share stories and connect and build community. You know what I mean? Hey, George, you know what um, we should so do? That, that, that'll be my prayer post pandemic for us. Hopefully this could transfer over to like, you know, uh, 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 you know, where we could actually gather and, uh, you know, we need each other, man. We really need each other. And, uh, we gotta, you know, be there for one another. Hey, George, we should we should play Risk again, like we used to. Nah, bro, tell it. What? Do you, do you want me, my friend, or not? <laughs> hey, Risk. <laughs> hey, Risk got competitive. It got competitive. Got hey, let me tell you a story about Risk. One of my favorite stories about Risk. Well, first, there's always that one person that gets upset, you know, and <laughs> no names. We're playing. It. No names. Huh? No names. <laughs> No, I'm gonna mention names. No. <laughs> so, so Even better, John, come on, drop it, drop it. What are you doing? We're no, playing. No. We're, we were playing Risk at the beach with Chente Karina, and you know that game is about manipulating, right, and making allies, and you know, so world domination. Somehow Chente had no idea. I don't know how he missed it, but he had no idea that Karina and I became allies to That's take him that. out. Mm. <laughs> he was convinced that Karina was gonna be on his side because, well, you know, they're a couple, right? Or I don't know. You know, you have to ask him. He was so pissed. He flipped the game board. You know? Like, <laughs> the yeah, that's so dumb. Oh, come on, Chet. Chet ran into the got, ocean, bro. We're gonna have to ask him. Yeah. Wait, we're wait. Have he asked Chet about this. Wait, he he, he threw it. the game into the he ocean. Lost what? Wait, he threw the game to the ocean? I love it. Yeah. That's that's some mitote right there. Not not deep into the ocean, but because we're at the beach hanging out, you know? You know, the Santa Cruz. And uh, he's like, man, fuck you. Like, you know, (laughs) he just ran into the water. And then just decided, you know, he needed to get away from us. A risk got competitive. That's all I'm going to say. Risk got competitive. Damn, dude. Damn, you know, oh, yeah. yeah. One thing, one person is gonna flip tables and chairs playing Risk. Man, I don't know. You know what? I made enemies in Risk. I, I won't. In this case, I won't name this person. But there was another time where I played Risk. I think actually I didn't name Sal because I think he was there. But it was Sal and with these two other two other friends say, of ours. Say their names. Say the and names. The say the names. No, 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 no. And this individual, I think after that, hated me, bro. Hated me. And for some reason, there was this rumor that it was hard to beat me or like I was the one. Ah, I, called, yeah, hey, hey. I called it a rumor, bro. It's a rumor, <laughs> bro. All right, I'm and, sorry. And, I'm sorry. And what I, what I remember feeling is this guy was on a mission to take me out. He was trying yeah. to destroy you straight up? <laughs> yeah, because, you know, whatever, you know. And next thing you know, I, I made allies with this other friend of ours who he thought he was allies. And, like, next thing you know, it's like, you guys got to go home. Damn, y'all got 86? He got out of his house, bro. <laughs> Sal was there for this? I just feel like that game has made me enemies, bro, you know? Hey, Risk got heated, man. I love Risk. We used to have some good ones with Risk. 
And yeah, and sometimes you know there was those people that that for some reason got really really into it, and then and then you know like I mean, um, yeah, and, but, yeah. But, but it They're but it o- tables and chairs later. It, it always sucked when when like it was two people going up against you, and you were just like, dude, what what are you guys doing right now? And then you would try to that's exactly, and, and sometimes and sometimes you were openly be like, hey. Look, I'll do this for you if we start, you know, going up against this guy. Because I see what you guys are doing, but check this out. I'll do this, and then we're talking, you know. And then, you know, that would happen too. So it was a fun game, Risk. Shout out to Risk, the makers of Risk. Uh, that would be the Mattel, <laughs> the Mattel family? Yeah. But, but, they- no, no, but it was good times. It takes forever though, right? Six, seven hours. I don't know, man. That was, forever. that was why it got heated because you were sitting down for yeah. such a long time and you just became immersed in this game. And it was just like yep. six, seven hours. I remember one time, I, I remember a bunch of times, George, we didn't sleep. We were playing risk. Yeah. No, we didn't. Yeah. We didn't sleep, dude, because we were playing risk. And it was like, I'm talking like at least four of us mm-hmm. were doing this. Yeah, but hey, yeah. I'll tell you what. I will play one more time for good old times. Just, just don't hate me. Because, ah, <laughs> <laughs> all right, George, <laughs> that's good. We'll do a game night with frenemies. Frenemies, yeah. Right. So, so, so that's my hope for all of us. Post pandemic, we're gonna throw a fucking carne asada. <laughs> you know, we'll have Johnny, Johnny, play the accordion for us. You know. Yes. Um, yes. Then I'll talk to Danny and be like, how are you feeling? Is he a better musician? You know, we'll make yeah. Danny feel bad. <laughs> we'll bring out Turn you know, Boy to do a live uh, DJ set. I've seen him do... Uh, there you go. I've seen him at the back back bar. He actually played in Mexico City. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, he, he played uh, about a year ago. Uh, Turn Boy, a.k.a. Rosendo Benincourt, uh, my youngest brother. Are you dropping his name like that? Okay. He, um... He got invited over to go and play at some music festival in uh, in Mexico City. Ooh. So he was he played he was out there for like a week in Mexico and he he did a DJ set out there. We got an interview. So that's kind of cool. All right, George, All right. we'll let you go, All man. All right, gentlemen, I'm out. Thank you, George. Hey, uh, let me let me uh, make one suggestion for y'all broadcast. Can okay? you can it be like just a positive? Uh, uh, you know, just something nice. Don't don't say anything negative right now. Okay, go. No, <laughs> a suggestion is positive. Okay, right? but can you just make it yeah. sound like it's a good make thing? Make it sound like wow, we're really doing something good. No, y'all doing great. You know, there's always suggestions, though. You know, I mean, you can say no. Fuck, did, did, I, who, I won't be. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're not. We're, we don't believe in about censoring the people, and you are the people. Well, I'm gonna say it, and you can edit it out. <laughs> All right, don't do it. Don't make the show right now is heavily masculine. Bring some femininity to it. You know oh, what I'm okay. saying? That's all I'm gonna say. I think the porn. That's also I, what we were doing. That's I, what we have, Danny. I think. Oh, what? <laughs> hey, this all shit just got canceled. Uh, hey, so, dude. There's a lot of the mastermind just quit. That y'all know. What about this? You know, what about so, the porn anyhow. music though? The porn music is obviously going to do his job. Uh, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> all right then. See you later, George. Uh, all right then, George. I, I have a lot of love for all of you. Y'all, you too, y'all stay safe out there. You know, uh, and peace and blessings to y'all. All right, man.
Peace. Speaking of the raza, man, I just I, I just remember Kit Frost. Uh, he's actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, you hey, don't don't no, laugh you yet. Did. Don't don't laugh yet. You Kit. Hey, can Kit, you Kit Frost? You he's you in ICU these. right now because of COVID. Oh, yeah. Mm, awkward. Yeah. So he uh, he came out. So uh, uh, we we want to wish uh, we want to wish Kit Frost. Um, to uh, you know, the best of luck, and uh, hopefully he gets through it, cause we uh, cause he is la raza. Yeah. 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 That's that's crazy. Johnny B, how you doing? Johnny B. I think I think I disconnected. No. Yeah, I think he did. What? Oh. Hold on, hold on. I got him here. I got him here. Okay. I got him here. You disconnect the. You can disconnect this already. Ready to pair. Hey, my man. What's going on? All right, man. I I guess you got disconnected by accident. Johnny B. What's going on, brother? Can you hear us? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you guys. Hey, sorry. uh, I guess you got disconnected, but you missed... uh, We just did an RIP. No, not an RIP. Hey, thoughts and prayers. Uh, Thoughts and prayers to... uh, Kid Frost? Kid Frost. Kid Frost. He passed away? No, 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 no. no, no. no. Hopes and prayers. I guess he's oh, in the hospital God. for COVID. Yeah. Yeah, I told you this I mean, yesterday, right? Oh, I didn't. I didn't know. Should... This is news to me. I'm sorry. I didn't know yeah, about the, this. The, they, they used to hate on that. You talking about he wasn't really like Rasa, but yeah, we we thoughts and prayers, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's he's out there in ICU right now, up in LA County. So hopefully, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, shout out to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Johnny B, what uh, what what are we gonna do for the next show? Um, possibilities are endless, bro. You heard George. I mean, let's. Let's try to do one for the ladies, bro. For the ladies. Mafia. <laughs> yeah, we can We can always uh, You know, we can always ask the um You know, one thing about the 4th Street, La Cuatro, I should say is that we were always inclusive. We were always inclusive and we always um and you know, we accepted people for you know, the religion, their color of their skin, the tone on their skin, their sexual orientation, Jaime. Um, and then, of course, you know, we were always open to, um, you know, if you're a friend, you were, you're a friend, regardless of how you like to identify yourself sexually or sexual, whatever, if that makes sense. So, yeah, we'll try and get some, uh, some of our friends over here. Um, to speak their voice of the fourth kind and see what they're up to nowadays. Um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll invite some people. Yep. Um, speaking of that, I remember, um, I'm not sure if you were there that night, um, Johnny. I know Jesus was there. We, uh, we went to the Blank Club once. And um, we're not going to say no names, but this person knows who, this, this person knows who he is. Or she is. Um, a fight started in uh, inside the blank club. 
to like the cure or like morrissey or the smiths or joy division or like drama rama i don't know a fight happened inside the um the blank which wasn't really a fight it was more like a staring contest like you know masculinity piss contest whatever kind of like this podcast kind of kind of um you know so you know they closed down the the you know the club is done at 1 one thirty. everybody's outside you know trying to see what's the next move i'm out there smoking my cigarettes whatever you know i'm out here i'm here having a good time i'm, I'm speaking to some fly honey like i always do Oof. and then next thing i know this person comes up to me and goes hey um we're fighting i'm like what so I turn around and uh, our crew, somebody from our crew is arguing with somebody else from this other crew. So, you know, we're out there making a fool out of ourselves in downtown, you know, pretending like we're going to fight. Nothing ever happens. Um, I remember we were, they split up the, the both of the crews. You have a couple of the members with me. I'm not going to say no names, but you have a couple of members of the 4th Street. We're over there by um, by the Brit. And across the street, there's the other crew that we were kind of like separating because we were about to fight. I wasn't there for that. You weren't there anymore. No okay. I wasn't, no, I wasn't there for any of that. Okay. I've I heard about this. You did. I, yeah, I wasn't there for any this, of that. This person gets mad and he goes, fuck this, let's go, Dan, let's go fuck him up. And yeah. he goes running across Santa Clara Street, but he's looking like the freaking fighting leprechaun of Notre Dame, you know. The way he asking me to freaking put him up, put him up. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? And I remember the bouncers from um from the blank going, the bouncers from the blank going, hey man, go get your boy, he's acting the fool. <laughs> um, so whatever, across the street, we, I'm like, dude, no one's fucking fighting. Like, I ain't gonna fight nobody. I'm like, dude, let's just go. Like, it's over. Like, let's get the fuck out of here. And, um, and yeah. I just, are, we, are we thinking about the same person? I think so. Yeah, the, I know the person doing yeah, this? Yeah, Um If we're thinking about the same person, one time, I was, it was just me and this person, and we were getting out of tunes, mm. and for some reason, we took the light rail <laughs> just to get on Santa Clara to get off on, on, um. San Antonio, Paseo de San Antonio. So you literally so just, just one, one street, one street over. We, um, in that time, mm-hmm. this person asked, a, uh, asked somebody for the time and this person uh, and the, the stranger said, fuck you. Respectfully. Straight up. Yeah, that makes sense. So this guy comes back and he says, we're going to fight these guys. Mm. And I'm just like, what? What's going on? Yeah. We're going to go fight these guys. Why? Because I asked him for the time and he said, fuck you. Mm. So I was like, okay. So it was just me and this my, person this person who I think. Colleague. About, this yeah. colleague. And then uh, three three dudes. And now we got to, you know, and so we, we, we do the damn thing. And uh, he did it. He actually did pretty good. Oh, and okay. I I didn't do I didn't do so well. I'm not gonna lie because you know I was we're, we got out of tunes. Yeah, they sell twenty. They sell the thirty the, the, yeah. the thirties in there. Like it's, yeah, it's the yeah, most yeah. knuckle shit you yeah. can think of. It was like one one thirty two o'clock in the morning. You're tired. Oh, it, no, tired. It, was, it was it was you know shut down. It was over. Yeah, you know, we were heading back. But at the time, I think we stayed with Noe. Yeah, but anyways, but yeah, this so 
That person, yeah. So that person, that, that yeah, yeah. Why did we? No wonder they stopped letting this person go out mm. after a while. Mm-hmm. It was probably for the best. Well, um, it's probably for the best. But uh, yeah, good, good times, good times. Hey, Johnny. So you have any suggestions on uh, this feminine person we're going to interview? Bro, there's a lot. There's a lot we can start with. All right. Um, I, off the top of my head, I don't have some, but I know we have a lot. I don't know if I like this idea, yeah. man. What makes some calls? Depending. Yeah. But I, it was, it I, shook us. I don't know if... Because uh, I already have someone... No, we, we can keep doing what we're doing. Yeah, just, let's just keep doing what we're doing. Yeah, And, you know, that'll come up. Just... We'll, we'll have that come up naturally rather than, mm-hmm. yeah, than yeah, forcefully. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. But, but, yeah, dude, for sure. I'm done with it. All right. So, yeah, uh, Johnny B, I think we're going to cut it out right here. All right. And then um, we'll see it. We'll we'll. We'll start planning the next one. Everybody, thank yeah. you for uh, for for tuning in, and uh, yeah. we, we're gonna go ahead and do uh, Johnny B. You want to do the the the, the skin bliss? Yeah. Uh, so, like like we said um, a little bit before in the show, uh, this is sponsors. You know, this brought to you. This episode brought to you by Skin Bliss. I mean, get get all your beauty products, and when I say beauty, it's all for skins. Uh, soaps they got bombs for showers you know that they're implementing for the guys too you know they're they're mixing oils for people's beards i mean great company all around homemade uh support your small businesses you know what i'm saying i think you mentioned Uh, one one of them's good for bones oh yeah for for aches for bone aches and stuff you know yeah. Uh, I can't. I can't really. Uh, I can't say what's in it because uh, I, I really don't know about it. But uh, yeah, they got they got a variety of. They even got some mixed with uh, with uh, weed. You know what I'm saying? They got you. I think it's CBD. You no, know? probably CBD. Yeah, Can- cannabis. Yeah, CBD. The right. CBD. Yeah. Hemp, hemp, hemp soaps. You know mm. what I'm saying? So definitely check them out. Skin Bliss. You know they'll do you right. That you I know, type in. Make sure you type in uh, the fourth kind to get your twenty percent off your purchase, your whole purchase. <laughs> Damn, I'm throwing all kinds of shit out of it. That's going on. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, we'll go ahead and do the the anchor FM. Danny, you want to do that one? Yeah, yeah Matt. Uh, just a reminder: this podcast is brought to you by Anchor FM. Anchor FM is a great place if you ever wanted to start your own podcast. Uh, Anchor FM um, not only gives you the tools to record and edit your your podcast, but it also distributes your podcast so it can be streamed on places like Spotify and other uh, podcast streaming services. Um, but most importantly, Anchor FM is free, 100% free, um, which is great for any up-and-coming podcast like The Fourth Kind. So check up. On Anchor FM, that is anchor.fm, um, and start podcasting. All right, uh, Turnpoint95, thank you for letting us uh, use your beats. Um, 
I always enjoy listening to them. And uh, that the uh, what's the new one? The new album, the one with the with the guy hanging out the window. I don't know. Anyways, uh, I think it's called Plaything. Damn. Uh, check that one out. That track is the future. Plaything off uh, Turn Boy ninety five. Uh, the 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 new album. I think it's on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Check check it out and uh, yeah. All right, guys. Uh, thank you. Hold on, before we leave, I want to thank uh, the audience. You know, this is our sixth episode, and uh, we take in consideration all your feedback. You know, what I'm saying much love for the support. Me and Jesus, you know, what I'm saying we're we're loving it. And like I said, I mean, the, I know there's no structure to it yet, but this is more like just catching up with friends. You know. So stop by, you know, if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't, but there's going to be something for everyone here. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks again, everybody, uh, for, for, uh, just listening and, you know, just play it in the background. You know, they're, they're, they're yeah. long, they're long. So you could just play them in the background and, you know, do your thing, you know, hopefully sell from the County. Hopefully what we want Sal from the county to come on, but he's, he's, he's yeah, being that's, difficult. That's our, main, that's our main goal right now. That's he's being guy, difficult. And uh, maybe, maybe you guys could talk to him. Yeah. Maybe you guys could reach yeah, out to him because I've, I've tried reaching out to him and he doesn't, he, I don't know. Maybe he's upset. I don't know. But do you owe him money? I probably owe him money. Okay. I'll double check. I'll check. <laughs> I'll also call to our financial department, which is also Sal who takes care of that. So we'll, we'll call, we'll, we'll tell Sal. From the county slash uh, financial department to go ahead and look into that, and I uh, get that. But Sal is is also the producer. He does uh, bring in a lot of these guests to come in. He and brought in coach. everybody. Yeah, everybody so. was yeah, brought yeah. in by by him. Uh, brother, Coño, uh, Chente, yeah. uh, George. Um, so uh, stop being a coward, bro. Come on, step up. Stop being a coward. Damn. Maybe maybe we're too controversial for him. Maybe we say too much. Maybe we should tone it down a little bit. You know, well, we'll let him, there's we'll a lot let him, of racial we'll let him stuff. Pick what he wants to talk about, yeah. We'll let him pick what he wants to talk about. Yeah, um, we could we could obviously you know edit stuff out. You know, uh, I, uh, just, we just last show we edit we had our our, our edit. Yeah, we had to uh, edit some some uh, locations out of the. Uh, the story went too far. And we had to make sure that, you know, everybody stays cool. By, by the way, I've been hearing nothing but great stuff about a story for last week. Of Pookie, uh, Pookie and, quote uh, versus the Rona. You've been hearing great stuff about yeah. that story? I've been hearing great stuff from that. So see, this is this is awesome. Thank you. Thank you guys for, you know, listening and for, for you know, giving um, Danny B the feedback. Because that's awesome. That makes me want to just keep going. Yeah. We're doing something right, yeah. yeah. But, but what do they say about... Uh, uh, that was fucking hilarious. Yeah, I heard some. I heard some. Uh, I heard some feedback about uh, Jonathan's thoughts on uh, gun control. Mm. Uh, yeah, they were. You know, he he was actually very uh, controversial about that. You know, he was outspoken. You know, maybe he maybe he went too far with what he said, but no, but, <laughs> but, but, but really this is this is that's what it is. Though here, you're you're a free zone. I mean. We have the disclaimer, bro. We can yeah, bring yeah, up whatever yeah. we want to talk about here. You know, you don't like it, change the motherfucking channel straight up. Dang. Easy no, as that. okay. No, Easy I like that. that. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you don't like it, if you think it's too hard for you, you know what I'm saying, a little bit too soft, you know, I suggest 
jump over and fucking listen to Joe Rogan or some some weak shit like that. Get your fake shit. Hey, right when you said that, dude, our lights went out. Right when you said that, our lights went out, bro. Like, what's going on? Danny B, am I lying? No, uh, our lights are out. Our lights, the the lights in the studio over here in the the place is this place is haunted, bro. The The, studio in the studio, the lights in the whole neighborhood actually, the lights are out. So uh, we're gonna have to uh, wrap this up. Because uh, they're kicking us out. Yeah, it was because they're, they're afraid of what we're saying. You know what I'm saying? But it's cool, whatever. You, so, you said Joe Rogan, that's why. All right. Yeah. Hey, we're going to have to go because uh, we are going to have to preserve some, some battery life on the on the computer to save the... Uh, to save the uh the episode hey johnny thank thank you man and um we're gonna keep doing this dude um danny thank you yeah yeah i love you guys man let's keep doing it all right peace all right same here brother peace fort kind out